This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, now we bring you a discussion on transforming Indian railways, the road ahead. The participants are Vijay Kumar Dutt, former member Railway Board and Shine Jacob, journalist. The Indian Railways is going through a phase of transformation now with improved passenger amenities, faster implementation of infrastructure works and moreover through improving its safety parameters. Yesterday, Railway Minister Piyush Goel held a meeting with the board and Sonal officials regarding the way forward for the national transporters. Mr. Dutt, it's going to be a transformation phase as far as railways is concerned. But there is a huge debate as far as rail versus road is concerned. How do you see this scenario? What is the way forward for this national transporter? The basic issue has been mass migration from climate-friendly, energy-efficient rail to road. Mr. Jika, at the time of independence, 1950, 85% persons and 85% freight was by railways. But problem is, Railways grew by only 26%, while road network grew from 4 lakh kilometer to 58 lakh kilometer, 1400%. So despite modernization of railways, the migration took place. This government, for the first time, has taken this cognizance. And you see, yearly construction of railways has gone up from average 200 kilometer per year to 3000 kilometer per year. Niti Ayo, in their latest review, has set a target of increasing track length by eight times. I will say this is the way forward. If you increase the track length to eight times, you ensure coming back of traffic to energy-efficient railways. You know railways, the energy consumed is only one-sixth of that of the road. So this is the way forward. So these reviews in which timely completion of works, further addition of works have been emphasized. And I believe the other parameters which have been emphasized, punctuality, safety performance, will follow. If you have a road, if you have the more road, more network capacity, there will be lesser accidents, lesser stress on the operator, lesser stress on the equipment, and the safety and other parameters will go up. Mr. Dad, as you mentioned, the sector is going through a different sort of scenario as of now. The work pace has improved. For example, in track renewals, in electrification, everything, we can see a remarkable improvement compared to the previous years. So in that case, the railways is going for 100% electrification now. Coming from that background, coming from the seeing railways close over the years, how viable it will be to have a completely electrified network? Mr. Jacob, this is totally viable and the need of the day. And it will transform not only India, but the thinking of the world. You know, in electricity, we can feed from renewables. Indian railways consume only 2% of the electricity and carries 30% of the traffic. So 100% electrification will free, reduce your energy requirement in a big way and make it and see, share of renewable in national energy production is about 14%, set to grow of 20%. So if you draw only 2% for railways, that means almost railways in future may be run on renewables. So that sort of a scenario will be very good for the climate friendly. And as our Prime Minister has emphasized in Paris, COP, our commitments to meet the emission standards. So this decision is a large contributor to meeting that goal. I will say one more driver. A recent decision in electrification of Karl Kashimla narrow gauge. See hills, there are a lot of episodes, avalanches, 
all those things because lot of construction activity. Our narrow gauge can go and electrify double line, will draw hydro from local, reduce pollution, reduce denudation and rev up the hills and provide a connectivity in a climate friendly manner. So these are the things which have happened which are very welcome steps. For this government, safety, cleanliness and hygiene seems to be the key priorities. So looking at this, what are the steps that needs to be taken to improve these measures? Apart from 100% electrification network expansion, elimination of level crossings. See, unmanned level crossing contributed about 70% to accidents. And this 7,000 level crossing unmanned which are remaining, which are set to be completed by next year, will be a very big contributor to increasing safety. Then improvement of signaling, this TPWS2, and electrification and track renewals. These are the steps which will greatly increase safety. You see statistics, they say, the safety record has tremendously increased. But I feel, as a passenger, railways are viewed as a very safe mode. When you go on road, you think that many times, but in railways, you think you are totally safe. So railways has to meet that passenger expectation that when he is in railways, he is 100% safe. I am sure with these steps, this will be achieved. So private sector participation, that seems to be the talk of the town as of now. So a lot of things are coming up as far as private sector participation is concerned now. The government is also planning to rope in them for running trains as well on an experimental basis. So how effective will be the involvement of private sector and how is it going to improve the sector as a whole? Industry and railway go hand in hand. If you closely see, there is already a lot of private sector participation. See, wagons are built in private sector. Now, locomotives, 12,000 horsepower locomotive, the electric locomotive, diesel locomotive, they are all coming from private sector. Track renewals, contracts, if you closely see, a large amount of work is already in private sector. As regards operation of trains, it is a very sensitive area. So, it should be done and will be done, but the requirement of supervision, requirement of adherence of standards, requirement of general and subsidiary rules, these are the areas in which one has to very closely see. This government has been very innovative. I will not say that somewhere it has failed like England, somewhere it has been successful. So it should be done, but it should be done in a very cautious manner. If only I am talking of giving operation in private sector. Balance, manufacture of trains, supply of trains, renewal, work, everything. Ultimately, there is a large participation of private sector. How can we bring in more uh, foreign investment into this field? See, already with 100% FDI, lot of things are changing. I will give you example of Madhepura Electric Locovers, where 100% investment is there and first 12,000 horsepower, which will be the railway's workhorse, has come. Similarly, diesel-electric locomotives and many other projects like this are coming. So, FDI will come. Only thing is the confidence of the investor that his money will be returned is to be there. And there we have to be watchful that those projects which are, they are remunerative and if they are not remunerative, there is a viability gap funding provided properly to give confidence to the investors that his money comes back. As uh, part of the 100-day strategy, the board is also planning uh, its restructuring and also several steps like redevelopment of stations are being taken up. 
station redevelopment is supposedly the next big thing as far as Indian Railways is concerned. Around 500 stations are going to be taken up and around 1.1 lakh crore of investment is going to come up. What would be the facilities that a common man will be getting in the such redeveloped stations? See, station is a very important area of the society because railways are interwoven. So, facilities at the station when a passenger goes are of utmost information. When we talk of world-class stations, say if you go to a station like New York, a station of like St. Pancras, what do you come across? You should have a better facility, that is the vision. So basically, firstly, handling like escalators, lifts, good access, good dispersal, urgent needs, food on order, quality of food, cleanliness, cleanliness of the track, good catering, a new generation is looking for type of food, the Wi-Fi connectivity, these are the major areas in which work will go and I am sure a lot of people will come because this segment can be made a commercially viable segment also. Like you mentioned, air, water, food and uh, probably now Wi-Fi. So Indian Railways is coming up with a huge plan as far as Wi-Fi is concerned. Around 6,000 stations are being lined up and already around 1,300 stations uh, the Wi-Fi facility is being availed. How do you rate this uh, development? This development is very good. Joseph, I, Jacob, I will say only one thing. If you talk to older generation, they said, we studied under the lamp post of railway station because that was the only place where electricity is available. This generation will say, we studied at the station because that was the only place where fast Wi-Fi was available. So they got all the knowledge and all the things. That is going to happen. And this is a very good driver for the society. In terms of uh, passenger amenities, there needs to be still a lot of improvement that is needed as far as cleanliness on trains and uh, other facilities on stations are concerned. As a passenger, as a common man, what all would you like the government to take up during this tenure? A lot of things are happening. Say, discharge of human waste on the track. Now, control discharge toilets. The redesign of the toilets. Redesigning of the seating, comfort, the improvement in vestibule, the charging facilities, the environment in the coaches, environment of the station, vending, smart stalls, smart cubicles. These are the areas in which lot of work is done. And when you see integratedly, say, involvement of private sector, development of station, when we talk of world class, what I mean to say, the specification of the escalator should be the best. The lift should be the best. The lighting standard should be the best. And you should feel most comfortable. So this, I am sure, is going to be achieved. So you are saying at par with uh, an airport, the facilities should be there for... Oh, the yes. Government. And why not even better? And coming to the finance part of it, for all these things to be achieved, you need money. So where is this money going to come? And for many years, there was no increase as far as passenger fares are concerned. So do you see an increase in passenger fares in the coming future? Mr. Jacob, passenger fare and investment in the infrastructure, let us divorce. Which a very big step was taken when railway budget was abolished. Now, whether passenger fares are to be increased is a decision. Like Minister of State said, serving poorest of the poor. That should happen. But investment, like in road, you don't see viability of the road, you see the connectivity. So same way, a energy efficient alternative to the connectivity in terms of the rail is to be viewed. So investment should be de-linked from the 
pricing of ticket and ticket should not be taken as the source of funding total developmental project same thing happened in metro it is very successful when you make a metro the capital investment you don't seek to recover from the fare same thing for the road and same thing should happen with railways another important infrastructure project bullet trains so it's a dream as of now will this dream be a reality by 2022 oh yes much earlier suppose it will start by 2021 and see this will transform the region like never before you may reach bkc the heart of bombay earlier from baroda than from berat and then people living in wapi people living in bilibora people living in anand you live in anand you work in bombay and you come back so pressure on infrastructure on bombay will decrease the quality of life of people will increase there will be integrated development and reduction on pressure of roads and reduction in pollution so many things are going to happen another major development in infrastructure sector is dedicated freight corridors so freight is the bread and butter as far as railways are concerned the major revenue earner so will this uh, be the turning point will dfcs be the turning oh, point yes this should have come much much earlier see on the same railroad you have a goods train running at 100 a passenger train running at 160 which may go to 200 so differential of these lots of capacity so if you make a dedicated track for freight freight output goes and also the passenger output goes and capacity increases and it's a very good way of increasing the overall capacity in passenger segment as well as in freight segment So in freight sector will do it see further rationalization of uh, fares and all rates and also that you get more revenue oh yes see problem has been you have been subsidizing the passenger sector to the rent of about 50000 crores out of earning of freight so freight which is the backbone because what railways carry coal cement these are the infrastructural inputs they need to come down and the component of transportation is very large in their pricing so once the capacity is built and it is rationalized the rate of the freight should come down which will be a booster for the economy because in the core sector the commodities are high priced it will help the infrastructural growth in other sectors also thank you you are listening to a discussion on transforming indian railways the road ahead the participants were vijay kumar dat former member railway board and shine jacob journalist This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website newsonair.nic.in. You may email your opinion about this program at airnstalks@gmail.com. Please stand by for our next program Charcha ka vishay hai in a short while from now.